Praise the Lord, brethren. Praise the Lord. I am very honored to be here today. I am grateful for the opportunity. Uh, so I'll start with a small prayer and then we'll proceed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your word that you have prepared for us. We know that man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of your mouth. God, our hearts are receptive and we are ready to hear from you, dear Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will speak to us individually and not as a group, and that we'll walk away with something. I pray all this believing and trusting in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So our topic today is um, from the book of Isaiah, chapter 52, verses 1 and 2. Awake from the dust and arise. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1 and 2. I will read. It says, Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. <clears throat> Shake yourself from the dust, arise, and sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose yourself from the bounds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Praise the Lord. I need to hear an amen from someone. Because I'm amen, amen, amen. Okay, <clears throat> thank you. Um, this word comes in a very timely manner. It says, awake, awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. Um, <clears throat> I was explaining and saying that uh, this is a call from God, calling us out of the places that we are in, and that the fact that we are going through different challenges, we're going through different seasons, so many times we end up being stuck in those places. Because we are going through tough times, and most of us have grown comfortable in the places of pain, in places of sin, in places that are not of faith, or places that are not bring God glory, financial challenge, to our own means to survive. And maybe those means are not good. Or some of us have despaired so much in that we no longer trust God. Whichever circumstance you're going through, we could you could have uh, maybe a sick person in hospital and uh, you're struggling to pay these bills and somehow your faith has deteriorated because you do not have the finances to pay. After COVID, we thought that was the worst thing, but the economy has been bad ever since. It could be something happening at your workplace. You're struggling with this boss who just who is just impossible. I don't know what the challenge is, but the word of the Lord is coming to us today to awaken and put on our strength, O Zion. The reference to Zion in this scripture specifically reminds us that we are chosen because Zion is a city of God. It reminds us of the fact that this, this message is not to just anyone, but God is calling his own, his own children the fact that we have gone through things that have just placed us in a place of complacency, in a place of um, accommodating sin, accommodating uh, uh, desperate situations. So, brethren, this is a word to all of us. Let us give ourselves back to God. Let us give ourselves to him. He says in his word that a broken and contrite spirit he will not ignore. So let us come back to him in humility. 
I know that in the same regard, some of us have even stopped believing God for what um, we have asked him for. Maybe you have, um, you don't have a job and you really, really needed God to give you a job and you stopped praying last year and you literally just gave up. So let us all turn around. Think about your life right now. What is that one thing you're struggling with? This word of the Lord is for you. It has come for you to encourage you to awaken. God wants you to God wants to draw you back to himself. So you may be wondering, how exactly do I awaken? How exactly do I return to God? How exactly do I go back to that place where I was, this first love? We can go back to God. Number one, through repentance. Like I have said, so many times when you're going through something, you might resort to your own means of handling it. This is how we have issues of corruption. This is how we have issues of causing financial loss. Because in your own way, you want to survive. You need this. But somehow you don't know how to get it. So you resort to being corrupt. You resort to taking things that are for the needy for yourself. You have resorted to some kind of addiction that is helping you endure a certain situation. God has. God is asking us to repent right now. In the book of First um, John chapter one verse eight, 1 John chapter one verse eight says that if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So this is a call for every one of us to reflect deeply. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He can show us. He is able to show you the area of your life where you need to repent where you need to come back to God, where you need to honestly put on sackcloth, go back to him and say, God, in this regard, I don't know how to do this. Maybe you're struggling in your marriage. Maybe you're struggling as a mom. And you know, because of that, you have neglected your duties. Come back to God. Come back to him in repentance and ask him, how do I do this? Remember the Bible tells us in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Brethren, repentance humbles us. It, it creates, it helps us to know that we cannot do anything on our own. So in this season of awakening, in this season of re- Turning to God. Let us be humble enough to repent. Let us be humble enough to acknowledge that we are wrong. Let us be humble enough to acknowledge that only God can help us in this situation. We all know the story of David and how David went and um, killed Uriah and then he went on with his wife Bathsheba and somehow when he recognized that what he had done was wrong, he wrote Psalm 51 and he said, God, only to you I have sinned. Do not cause your Holy Spirit to go away from me. Like he repented from the bottom of his heart. So brethren, this is a call. And I know you might be thinking we have had repentance every day, every day of our lives. But there is no way you can awaken fully without recognizing that you are sinful. We have just read a scripture which says that if we say we are not sinful, we lie and the truth is not in us. So I can't emphasize this enough. Go back to your life and think and say, God, I know I have sinned. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 that anything done out of faith is sin. So what is that you're creeping around doing? Is it at your workplace? Is it in your marriage? Is it with your family? Some of you have abandoned your responsibilities. Come back to God. He wants you to awaken as his child. He has called you Zion. 
He has referred to you, Jerusalem, his holy city. Come back to him. Amen. Let's continue. Another way to awaken and come back to God and renew our strength is acknowledging who God is. Brethren, I know that so many times when we are in the presence of God, when we live around as Christians, we we tend to get familiar with who God is. We tend to, um, we sort of start to dismiss everything that is about God. You just continue with your life in a normal way. We need to learn to acknowledge who God is, his sovereignty. Let us all turn to Psalms 121 where David says that I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow my foot to be moved. He who keeps Israel shall not sleep or slumber. As you go on to read such words that help you to acknowledge who God is, it creates a spirit of gratitude in your heart. It creates the mind to be grateful. It places God in the right place in your heart. So when we acknowledge who he is, it allows us to become humble and to be grateful. That's a thanksgiving we're talking about. Uh, let's continue. Um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. The Bible says he knows everything that we want. So you must be able to acknowledge who he is. That way you will be able to grow a proper spirit of gratitude. Verse, six says, verse 7 says that, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So at that point, when you have been able to pray to him honestly, in humility, with thanksgiving, there's a peace that covers you. Jesus says that the peace that I give you, I don't give like the world does, but it's a peace that surpasses understanding. Even you yourself, you start to wonder, how am I going through such a tough period, but I am okay. I am not panicking. It could be maybe you have a sick person in hospital and you are struggling, but somehow God covers you with his, God covers you with peace of mind. So let's continue to acknowledge who he is. The verse we have read, the our, where our topic comes from, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1 and 2. Under verse 1, he says that, for the uncircumcised and the unclean, shall no longer come to you. When we see, uh, as, we act, as we go through this phase of awakening and understanding God, he says he will keep the uncircumcised from us. It, I think it's important for us to understand what does he mean by the uncircumcised. What, you see, the Bible refers to circumcision as, um, as such a huge thing for God. You remember in Genesis chapter 7, verse 10, when God created a, a covenant with Abraham, through circumcision, and he said that this covenant with you, uh, this is my covenant with you, and you shall keep it between you and your descendants after you. Male child, every male child among you shall be circumcised. We also know of a story in Exodus chapter 4, verse 24, where Moses and his wife were moving with their child who wasn't circumcised, and it stirred up the anger of God, and he almost wanted to strike like this child did. So it created a sense of a covenant, which covenants we know God takes serious. So because of that circumcision, it brought the children of Israel into the protection of God. Circumcision was a covenant that God created that he wanted to honor to keep his children 
marked a certain way. He wanted to keep them. That's why later on, when we see in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26, um, David comes in the, in the valley of Elah during the, when the Philistines were attacking them. And he looks at Goliath and says, but who is this uncircumcised Philistine that has come to defy the armies of God? It just points to the fact that all those people that were not under the covenant of God were enemies of Israel. There were people who were oppressing Israel. So the word of the Lord, which has come today to us under verse 1, Isaiah chapter 52, that all those people that are your oppressors, the uncircumcised, you shall see them no more. That's the word he also tells the children of Israel while they are crossing from Egypt. He says, these Egyptians you see, they will not be there anymore. So it, it is a word that is supposed to encourage us. Currently, we have a covenant of the blood of the lamb. When Jesus Christ died, he was at the cross and he said, it is finished. So we take a hold of such confessions when he said it's finished. And we walk boldly to the throne of God, present all our requests, dump everything there because we know that we are protected. All those uncircumcised people, all the people that pursue us, all the life challenges that we go through, they will no longer pursue us because we have been covered by the blood of the lamb. We have been protected of God. Brethren, I'm calling upon you, whatever situation you're going through, I want you to take this word as yours and run with it. Run with it because the Lord wants you to know that he is protecting you from anyone that is pursuing you. It could be in your workplace. It could be in at your home. Some of you from, far, from as far back as your uh, villages, the people that have been struggling with land issues, you're struggling with many, any issues the bible is telling us today that he will those people who are uncircumcised that your people who are pursuing you your enemies some of them you may not even know them he's calling upon us and telling us that you will see them no more they will not reach out unto you anymore verse 2 of chapter 52 isaiah it says that shake yourself from the dust this is a call for us not to cling on to things. We are moving forward. We are awakening in the presence of God. So we need to shake off anything that is holding us back. I give an example of Abraham when he was called of God in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. God told him to get out of his country, to leave his kindred, to leave his father's house and follow him. The significance of this is because, first of all, Abraham's father, Terah, these people were moon worshippers, and God had a divine assignment for Abraham. So at that point, there was no way Abraham was going to stay with his family and be confused because now God wanted to introduce new doctrine. So this is a call on us as well. Whatever you're doing, you might be in your workplace and there is something that just doesn't glorify God. Take it off. Or you may not know that there is something that is holding you back. It could be a habit. It could be something. Some of you haven't even learned how to give proper offering before God. And it could be that one thing holding you back. He's calling us to shake off anything and go on. Remember, he has called us to himself. He has asked us to repent, to practice gratitude, to ignore all our enemies. Now it is up to us to let go of everything that is on us. Remember in Luke chapter 5 when Jesus was calling the disciples, they were fishermen. The Bible says they forsook everything and followed Christ. Other versions say, and at once they let go of their nets. 
That's in Luke chapter 5, verse 11, and followed Jesus. So I don't know for how long you have been in a situation that is lagging. You remember the children of Israel were in Babylon for over 70 years. And I know being in one place can cause you to become complacent in the things of God. It can cause you to become... Um, to carry along habits, to carry along things that are really just draining you as a Christian or in your walk of faith. It could be a specific behavior, it could be a habit, it could be a particular line of thought. Ask the Holy Spirit, plead with him today and say, show me what is it that you need me to work on so that I will um, be able to Praise God properly. Remember, the book of Romans tells us that we shouldn't be conformed to the standards of this world, but we should renew our minds daily, which means I don't expect to just change in one day, but in a day, in, on a daily basis, renew your mind by turning to the word, by praising and worshiping, attending fellowships like this one, slowly with the convictions of your heart, you get to a point where you change. You get to a point where a habit falls off and it goes away. So we want to thank God so much who has given us this word. And as I conclude, I just want to share with you um, Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Philippians chapter four, verse eight. It says that finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Remember, when Moses had just died, Joshua chapter 1, Joshua was terrified. And the Lord came to him and told him, Joshua, my servant Moses has died, which was a significant thing because Moses had died and probably Joshua didn't know what to do. But God encouraged him in his word and he said, be strong, be courageous. He told him this book of the law, it shouldn't depart from your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Brethren, there is no way to practice repentance, gratitude, to understand that God is protecting you. For you to be able to be in right standing with God if you don't meditate on his word. He's telling us here that whatever things are good, that are noble, that are praiseworthy, those are the things you should focus your mind on. Because as you focus your mind there, your mind will be truly transformed and you'll be able to shake off any kind of dust. You'll be able to shake off any kind of um, thing, stronghold in your mind that is causing you to fear. So as we, we, we acknowledge, as we take on this word that the Lord has given us, may we learn to meditate on the right things. May we give ourselves back to him. Yeah? Amen? All right, praise the Lord. Unfortunately, I will not ask us to clap for the preacher <laughs> to thank God for the word because we are online, but we receive the word. Praise be to God. Um, we are going to have our prayer response. And uh, for those of us who have been on the call from the beginning, I am going to ask uh, two people. I'm going to ask Maureen, she's still on, and Uncle James to respond to two prayer items, and I'll respond to the last one, even as we pray together. I'm going to ask uh, Maureen to lead us in a prayer of repentance. Uh, we have heard that um, there's really no way to come back from the place of not being awake without really repenting. There are things that have led you to that place where you are, and... Um, 
It's only repentance that can bring you back into the fold of God. It's only repentance that can bring you back into that circle where you are safe, that space under the shadow of the Almighty. So I'm going to ask Maureen to lead us in that prayer of repentance, if she does not mind. And Uncle James is going to lead us in a prayer of shaking off. Um, uh, our, our preacher this evening has encouraged us to acknowledge the sovereignty of God. There's just some things that are not going to happen for you if you do not acknowledge who God is. The Bible says God is our all in all. He is the beginning and the end. If you do not know that God is the beginning, and the end, how are you going to submit your life under his leadership? How are you going to submit yourself under his authority and rulership over your life? Because if you still think you got this, how are you going to know that God is actually the owner? He's the one who perfects everything that concerns you. How are you going to appreciate the fact that God is the one who formed you? He breathed his very life into you. So if we do not acknowledge the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of God is the mud, I don't know, we cannot, he's measureless. His might is measureless. He's, um, he's matchless. He's, there's no word that can properly describe the sovereignty of God. That is how big, that is how mighty, that is how far above his thoughts are above ours. Amen. So in acknowledging that, we shake off anything that is not of God. Anything that has caused that to stay in a place of being laser faith in the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. So when you shake off the dust that has that is on your feet, I mean they've told us um uh they've told us there's no one that goes into war with baggage. You don't carry your mattress, your spoons, you only walk light because you're going to meet enemy fire at any point along the way. And even during the sermon today, for those of us who attended church, we were encouraged that not to Treat God like plan B or plan C. Like you try everything else, but it's until everything else that has failed, then you come back in a state of defeat. Then you're like, God, I've been everywhere. I walked all over, searched, and I am tired. So here I am. So let us learn to give God his rightful place in our hearts. And with that, I'll ask. Maureen to start us off with repentance and Uncle James to lead us in a prayer of submitting ourselves to the authority and to the rulership of God. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Yvonne. Friends, we have heard the word being spoken. We have all heard with our ears. Um, scripture says faith begins by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And even then, most of us I know have noted down. And for me, what my major take home is repentance. And for me, it is an every day, every hour, every minute thing that we have lived ways that do not please God in one way or the other. Even then, our thoughts have wandered into things that do not please him. Even then, we have given into anger. We have given into temptation and ended up in sin. And so I just want to stir our spirits this evening, that even though I am leading a prayer on repentance, that we shall all be broken that we shall all be broken before our Lord, 
and genuinely carry and genuinely carry a prayer of repentance to him that he will forgive us. He says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So wherever you are, wherever you are, I just want to encourage you to call you forth to repent to our Lord, to repent, to repent, to repent, to repent and come back to him, genuinely come back to him, genuine confession, genuine renunciation of every debt that we've carried. Our Lord and our Father, we thank you for the message you've given to us this evening. And Lord, one of the messages that we have received is repentance. Repentance, Lord, you call us to repentance. You call us to renunciation of sin. You call us to confession, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. We come back to you. We come back to the heart of worship, my Lord. We come back to you, Lord, acknowledging, acknowledging we have sinned, acknowledging we have fallen short, Lord, acknowledging we have walked in our own ways, acknowledging we have given into temptation, we have given into the desires of the flesh, we have given into the things of the world. Lord, we come back to you. We come back to you. Lord, we repent. We come back to you with all our hearts. Lord, you say in your word that a contrite and broken spirit you will not despise. That is what your word says. And so we stand in that word, Lord. Father, we are broken before you. We are broken before you, King of Kings. Forgive us, Lord. We have, be, we have lived disobedient lives, yet we are called by your name. Father, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Remember mercy, King of Kings. Remember mercy. Remember mercy for all of us as your children. Remember mercy for the clergy, Lord. Remember mercy for the clergy, every clergy, Lord. Father, have mercy. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, King of Kings. Forgive us, Abba, Father. Lord, we come back to you. We come back to you. We come back to you. We approach your throne, Lord, to find mercy. Find mercy. Lord, even then, we are reminded of your servant, David. He said, he called, up, he called upon you to wash him with his soap. Father, this evening, Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross to bring us back to you, to bring us back to you, Lord. Father, we call forth the blood of Jesus. We call forth the blood of Jesus, that blood that cleanses, that blood, Lord. We call forth that blood to wash away every filth, every dirt, everything that is not of you, Lord, that is not of you. Everything that is in us that does not bring glory to your name. Lord, wash it away, wash it away. We open our hearts to you totally. We totally open our hearts to you. We open ourselves to you, Lord. Lord, let there be cleansing, let there be washing out of every iniquity, of every sin, of every dirt, everything, Lord. Let there be cleansing, let there be cleansing of sin, let there be cleansing in the name of Jesus, Lord. Your word, say, your word reminds us that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And so, Father, without that blood, we are nothing. Father, we call forth mercy. We call forth mercy this evening. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Father. Wash us, cleanse us, purify us, Lord. For in you, in you, in you, Jesus, in you, 
in you, Lord, we live. And so, Father, remember mercy for all of us as your children. Remember mercy for all of us as a church, for the clergy, for the ministers, Lord. Let there be washing, washing, washing. Let there be washing of sin, Lord. Forgive us. My master and my Lord, you assure us that if we, if we, if, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you for that assurance. And so, Lord, we approach your throne with grace this evening to find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Be glorified, ancient of days. Be glorified. This we pray with thanksgiving through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. James, over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. Let's pray. Our God and our Father, we thank you this evening for your love, for your mercy, for your provision, and for bringing us together to sit at the foot of your cross. Our God and our Father, we thank you for the word that came to us with the clarity. We thank you, Lord, that you've used our sister to share with us your word. Father, you've told us in Psalms that your word should be a light to our feet and a lamp to our, to our path, Lord. We are saying thank you. But God, as your children, we have always gone astray. We've inherited sins of our forefathers. We've inherited sins of our ancestors. We have followed the gods that they worshipped long time. Some of us have been initiated in the spirits that we did not even know, Lord Almighty God. And we continue worshipping them up to now. Others have continued with the idolatry and adultery, Lord, because they inherited it, our God and our Father. Drunkardness and drugs that people are using, Lord, some of us inherited them, Lord Almighty God. Father, we come before you this evening because you've called us in Isaiah 52, 1 and 2, that we should shake all those of our bodies, Lord. And we clothe ourselves. And therefore, Lord, this evening, we pray and ask that, Lord, may you give us the grace to resist the desires of the flesh. Give us the grace to resist the desires of this heart, Lord. Give us the grace not to conform to the standard of this world, but to be transformed by renewing of our mind, Heavenly Father. You called Abraham and you asked him, to walk away from his native land because he wanted to use him. Probably if he had stayed there, God, you are not going to use him. And therefore, Lord, we pray and ask that may you continue lifting us from wherever we are. Lift us to a higher level where the devil cannot reach us, almighty God. Rend the heaven and come down to save us. Take away everything that makes us not to serve you, Lord. Take away everything that makes us not to worship you, Lord. Take away everything that, Lord, Make us not to serve, to worship you, to honor you, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We cry before you, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. And we pray that, Lord, 
always walk before us, walk behind us, walk beside us, Lord. Fill us with your spirit and your power. Holy Spirit, we pray that help us to recognize your presence upon our lives because for us, we are nothing. We are nothing. Let your word always fill us. Give us the grace to yearn for your word. Read, understand, and meditate on it day and night. Let your word always find a place in our heart to germinate, grow, and bear fruits that shall not always help us, but everybody, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, and we honor you. For in Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe. Amen. 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 And Lord, we want to come before your throne of grace with open arms to receive this word that has come for us in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for your spirit that you poured on all flesh through this word. King of glory, we even ask that it be for us throughout the week and even for the beginning month. King of glory, we want to pray that you continue to speak to us, King of glory, in accents clear and still, that King of glory will will hear you speaking, saying this is the way, walk in it, that we will awake, O King of glory, we will arise from the dust, O King of glory, and be and stand in the gap as the children that you have called us, and be the Zion, the city of God that we are, for the glory and for the honor of your name. And Lord, if there be any one of us, King of glory, that has not yet received or believed this word, Spirit of God, only you can bring that to them in the name of Jesus. So we ask, O King of glory, that even for our preacher, O King of glory, that you preserve her, you protect her, and you go ahead of her in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you will perfect that that concerns her in the name of Jesus. Protect her, watch over her going in and her coming out in the name of Jesus. King of glory, preserve her territory, O King of glory, that no enemy shall attack her from within and from without, that you will watch over her boundaries in the name of Jesus. At her employment, O King of Glory, surround her with a hedge of protection. In her family, O King of Glory, a hedge of fire. Be her cloud by day and a pillar by night. In the name of Jesus, we refuse any manner of backlash from the evil one in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the unction that you've given her, the tongue that you've given her to speak and proclaim your word. We pray, O King of Glory, for a replenishing of spirit, O King of Glory. Continue to pour into her, my master, that from whence that she has brought O King of glory, you continue to fill our cup till it overflows in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We speak good health. We speak um, provision. We speak, O King of glory, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I thank you, O King of glory, for you have ordained her for this purpose as this, for the glory and for the honor of your name. We thank you and we bless you, for you remain a faithful God. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. For in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Someone say amen. 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 Amen.